1: You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, J.P. Valentine. Our guest today is Alex Song. Alex is the founder and CEO at Proxima. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Alex, let's start with yourself, please. Can you give us a a bit of background on your journey in tech, where you got started, some of the roles you've held along the way, and and take us up to today as the, the founder and CEO of Proxima?
2: Sure thing. So I actually uh, started out on the business side of things. I came out of school, graduated from UC Berkeley, early 2000s. decided I wanted to be on Wall Street. So I applied for a job working as an investment banker, ended up joining Goldman Sachs and worked the classic kind of Uh, 100-hour weeks, very much in the office all the time, minimal sleep. I did that for a few years and then decided I wanted to be more on the investing side. I moved to a part of their business called the Principal Investment Area. Uh, And going into the 2008 Great Recession, uh, I was very fortunate to be in a seat that had access to $26 billion of capital. We invested into all sorts of different interesting opportunities. And that was really when I first got my exposure to technology in that we started to invest in different types of technology opportunities. I ended up doing a little bit of time at a hedge fund, working on long, short equity investments, but really I liked the private side a lot more. And in 2014, decided to launch my own venture studio, part VC, part platform for launching and incubating businesses called innovation department here in New York city. The initial, uh, roadmap for that business was really build great businesses and invest in businesses alongside of that and take all the learnings together so that we could start to really have a rising tide to lift all ships type mentality. And after investing in a few good opportunities, we then started to get really confident on the operating side, built some direct-to-consumer brands, built some e-commerce enablement uh, software solutions, as well as today, Proxima, which is a data intelligence solution for helping digital businesses find success in paid marketing, especially in a very dynamic and ever-changing landscape. Recently, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard, there's been a lot of headwinds caused by changes in the Apple app track policies, namely iOS 14.5. And we have set out to build Proxima to be the go-to solution for navigating those troubled waters and getting acquisition and digital performance back to pre-iOS 14 levels by using data science and artificial intelligence.
1: Thank you for that background. appreciate you sharing your journey and it's always interesting to hear how someone starts in the business world and makes the transition into cutting edge and in innovative technology, which. Proxima certainly is so you've already given us an insight into the mission of Proxima it's quite a complex problem that you're trying to tackle and your you guys launched I believe in the beginning of this year around April or so talk to me about uh, the steps that you need to take to, to tackle this problem early on and what's the the go-to-market strategy for your your potential customers
2: It's a great question. First and foremost, we wouldn't have understood the problem if we weren't first also being digital business operators ourselves, namely trying to build uh, direct-to-consumer brands in an environment where we are heavily dependent on paid social for acquisition. We expected and saw firsthand the challenges of the changes in iOS 14. In that suddenly the cost of acquisition that we used to see just fell off a cliff and our ability to have the same sort of growth using the same amount of capital just was non-existent. And as a venture-backed business, we obviously all have very high standards for growth expectations and goals. And ultimately when we saw what was happening, we knew that this was going to be a huge problem, not only for us but for every brand that was, or every business that was reliant upon paid social for acquisition of new customers. First and foremost, we had to understand the problem. Secondly, one of the e-commerce and digital business enablement software uh, platforms we built was actually a partnership network called Dojo Mojo. And this partnership network is a LinkedIn for brand marketers that wanna partner directly with each other and figure out ways to find success. And ultimately, when you're working with a partner, you need to understand what's their actual expectation around customers, is there alignment in your long-term goals? And you could say a lot of things as you're pitching a partnership, but what we offered in that platform was a lot of first-party data integration tools to your email service providers, to your SMS marketing providers, and to your payment processors. So with over 15,000 businesses on that platform, a large percentage of them were actually feeding that information into Dojo Mojo so that we could give them insight into which partners would perform best and which partners would not be as highly recommended. And it's the combination of seeing the problem as a digital business operator building D2C brands Plus, having access to this platform and being able to see the underlying data in an aggregated, anonymized way. We keep everything hashed. Part of our data privacy terms is that we can never sell this data. But that was actually the two components that we needed in order to actually solve the problem by building Proxima, and that now we understood the problem firsthand, so we knew what we had to overcome, and we had access to aggregated data in order to build out solutions by applying artificial intelligence and machine learning to actually creating the lost signal and building that back for digital businesses so that they could target more effectively in the paid marketing landscape.
1: You've touched on the the use of AI and data science in helping you achieve the mission. Can you give us some insight then into the the behind the scenes, the team that you're assembling and, and just what the the typical project lifecycle would look like to take this from concept into working product, working platform for your users?
2: This is a a problem and question that I've spent a lot of time thinking about over the past couple years. Being a non-technical founder who is coming into a very complicated and heavily technical arena, there was just a lot of learning and and advice I actually had to gain first before we started uh, spending resources on anything. And, you know, fortunately, I have some really great advisors that have built large unicorn technology businesses from scratch on their own, and they've been guiding me in terms of what I need. One of the things that I learned was when you're building really strong data science team, you need to understand the profiles for who you need and when you need them. Now, there's the classic kind of engineering team that, of course, continuing to build the app or the software and really build the infrastructure out so that whatever you deploy on the AI and machine learning side can actually function as effectively as you need to for the customer. That's a must, and I think that's pretty core to um, any sort of technology business today. But something that we were very focused on was from day one, really having strong data engineering because ultimately when we see ourselves as a long-term data intelligence business, that ETL function is so important and making sure that you had that the right people with the knowledge to give you the right foundation from day one so that you are roadmapped all the way out to not run into bigger problems just because of scale. I think that was a really critical learning that we took. And then, of course, we need the really strong algorithmic data scientists, if you will, the ones that are really making our model more efficient, more effective. We're, at the end of the day, a digital marketing intelligence tool, which means that when you look at all of this consumer data that's available, if your algorithmic approach is not up to snuff, none of it matters, right? You can have all the data in the world, but if you can't build the right Data models to get you the right answers for your clients, that's a huge problem. So I think that understanding from the beginning that there were these multiple profiles that I had to secure as part of our, our original core team was a, a, a big leg up in terms of how we were to build quickly. iOS 14 really hit uh, in April 2021, and people started to see some impact, let's call it June 2021. That was very negative. And of course, we all remember when Facebook lost something like $230 billion of market cap value in a single day, the most ever in a single day. When they released their earnings in Q4, between these main events, we just got started in early 2021 and we launched March 8th, 2022, March 8th happens to be Women's Day as well. So we remember that day as a fun day. We celebrated in the office, both the launch as well as the appreciation worldwide. But that to me is a testament of us actually being able to build very efficiently, intelligently, and having the right pieces from the very beginning so that out the gate, we've limited the stumbling that typically happens with an early stage startup.
0: You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com.
1: You talked about the importance of building your core team based on, on the data engineering, which is a key component for any AI, analytics data science platform is the quality of the engineering it's always very difficult for startup founders to attract talent early on because you don't really have too much to show them other than a mission and a and a vision when you are speaking to your early team members and, and this probably ties into looking ahead What was it that you told them about the opportunity, the mission, the potential for Proxima that got them excited enough to join you on this journey over some of the other great opportunities available to them?
2: Yeah, attracting talent, especially over the past two years, has been incredibly challenging. We are in one of the most competitive markets for high quality talent that I think has ever existed. And I think in the beginning as a CEO, one of your core objectives, your requirements of you doing your job well is to build a vision and be able to communicate it effectively. I think the vision that I was able to share was we are literally solving the biggest problem in a hundred billion dollar arena of digital marketing that exists today. And It was helping us that there was so much news around iOS 14 and the challenges that existed and Facebook losing so much market cap and all of these headwinds. And then for us to be able to say, hey, we actually have a solution and the solution is two parts. The solution is having really solid algorithmic approaches to building up that lost signal Right, that lost signal is a key element of our value proposition. But even more importantly, having the data around. We today are very fortunate to have almost 50 million unique personas in our database that we have seen take qualified actions that give us a high propensity of understanding what future actions and behaviors they'll take on. And I think that when you pitch these really intelligent data engineers, data scientists, and technical leaders, you can often come to them with a really big problem, a really great idea around how you're gonna actually execute, but you don't have the core assets required. So I would say that the big selling point beyond, I hope the decent job I did in selling the vision was actually having the data already. So that these data scientists who are used to trying to solve really big problems, They understand the quality of the data is really what matters. And when I was very transparent and let them see firsthand the databases, the massive tables of information that we had access to, of course, signing NDAs first to let them under the hood, able to get them really confident and excited because they could see that all the pieces were already there to execute on this vision. And that, I think, was a big differentiator in being able to hire the talent that we have today.
1: Staying on the topic of talent, just as we look ahead for the the next year, two years and and the the growth of Proxima, talk to us about what opportunities there are going to be for people to come on board and go on this journey with you. Where are you going to need to continue to hire and what's important to you as you add to the team?
2: I think that's something that we are very focused on. So thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Look, we need to continue to shore up kind of Three profiles within our data science team, continuing to get really great data engineers to build out the infrastructure in in, even more efficient ways, as we understand taking on more and more clients, moving more and more data is just going to require really strong technical team members that can come help support that mission. We also need people that have vision on the business side of things, right? Data scientists that understand how to bridge the gap between business needs and the actual data science approaches. And what I look for there is really people that love solving problems, that are excited that they can come in, see what a business needs, understand that using the data and the different mathematical methodologies available, that there's actual solutions that can be created. Because right now where we're headed is we are just aggregating more and more data and there's more opportunities to solve problems using this data. And I think that's when we get to really exciting moments of expanding upon the current products, the current offering that we have. And we want data scientists that come in and not just say, hey, I'll take a ticket off a sprint board, but rather say, hey, I could take a step back, think strategically and be a part of building out new solutions. And I think that's an area where I'm super excited to continue to expand. And then finally, you know, I think making sure that we also bring in junior talent, right? What I've recognized is when you're solving something that is new and that's fresh, the energy that really hungry people fresh out of school, people that are eager to do the work. I think that has been a big leveling up for our data org as a whole, because when you're small, when you're a startup, when you don't have really built out swim lanes that everyone's staying within, you need that hunger, you need that drive. And I've seen some of the younger team members on my team Ask the big questions that ultimately gave us huge steps forward. I think while you want experience and you want people that have done it before, I think meshing that with really great energy, that entrepreneurial spirit that often just comes with the hunger of a less experienced team member, that is a beautiful mix in terms of how I've seen our team be effective together.
1: Alex, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us. really appreciate you sharing your own backstory, the idea behind Proxima, the the complex problem that you're trying to tackle but how it can be solved and what impact they can have for customers across all industries it's also great to hear about your approach to hiring but the combination of talent and, and giving people a, a chance at junior level um so we wish you the team and, and everyone there approximate the best of luck in the months and years to come and we're excited to see what you guys can accomplish
2: Thank you so much for having me. We think you have a really awesome podcast that you're building, an amazing community, and we're just really fortunate and honored to be a part of it.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.